that, you know, two years from now, I'll probably look back at some of the images I took this year and go, that wasn't very good, you know. <laughs> this is good, you know, and I, I hope that never ends, you know what I mean? That's, that's honestly how I feel. I just think that, you know, that's part of the excitement and the fun of this whole thing in my mind is just a challenge of always trying to get that, that shot, you know. And when you think you've got that shot, you don't. Just trust me. Yeah, and and I'll say I'll say my feel it. Yeah. Right. I mean seriously. You mean like the hair on the back of your neck standing yeah. up? Yeah. yeah. You know, and you can just you, you get a fired up bull that's at point blank range and he bugles and you can literally feel that power. You know, and you can just feel the emotion that's coming from him. You know, and it's just I mean I don't know I don't know how you could not be excited about that. You know? Welcome to another episode of Wild and Exposed, your wildlife photography and outdoor adventure podcast. This week, we're going to follow along with two members of our team, Michael Morrow and Ron Hayes, as they travel to the Colorado high country to film the elk rut, with special guest Jason Loftus, a very talented wildlife photographer from Utah. But before we launch the podcast, I want to take a moment and encourage all of you to take the time to subscribe and follow along, no matter what podcast platform you're listening to us on, and to give us a positive review, whether it's a thumbs up or a five-star rating. Those help us to continue to do what we love to do and to bring you these podcasts on a regular basis. So come along with me and we'll listen in to our friends as they experience the Colorado Rockies. All right. Mike and I are in central Colorado trying to photograph elk. Trying. Not much luck. Not much luck so far. <laughs> but we did find some mule deer this morning, and we found somebody else, uh, a photographer that we both follow on Instagram. Most of you have probably seen his work on Instagram, Jason Loftus. And... Jason, what is your Instagram handle? Uh, untamed Images. Untamed Images. Yep. Is it Untamed Images by JL? or that, un- Yeah, untamed? that's actually the, yeah, Untamed Images by JL, to be okay. precise. Yeah, and Jason comes to us from uh, the Ogden, Utah area, and he and his son just happened to be in the same location. We ran into him on the side of the road, and uh, we've been talking about having a conversation with Jason for quite some time. If you take a look at his work... Um, on Instagram, it's it's phenomenal stuff. He does a great job of utilizing the available light and uh, and kind of doing some unique things with light in his images and and his post processing. Obviously, is is above average, uh, but the the shots that he gets, you can tell that they were done in camera and and he's making those adjustments prior to taking those shots. But Jason's got a phenomenal gallery on Instagram. Oh, thank you, thank you. You bet. Thanks for joining us today. I'm excited. This is cool. I like talking about photography. So. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> How long have you been putting stuff up on Instagram? You know, I was looking at that the other day. I think it's been about five years now. Almost five years that I've been. So you got in early. On it. Uh, yeah, kind of early. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Why did you do it? Because a lot of photographers are like, oh, I'm not doing that. They're going to steal my images. Yep, yep. That's a great question, actually. I, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, I'll, I'll even just call him out. I <laughs> uh, met him out at uh, Antelope Island. We were shooting out there, and uh, Ryan Thompson, he uh, he said, you're just crazy for not putting your stuff out on Instagram. That's just that's what it's for. That's, you know, the place to do it. So I'm just admitting my uh, my ignorance, but 
I had no clue. I was like, Instagram, what, you know? <laughs> so he actually showed me and, you know, got me kind of set up and I uh, started posting from then on. And, you know, I, I thanked him multiple times, but yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> it was a good move for sure. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. You've got a phenomenal it's a good, following. It's a good way to share, you know, share your work with absolutely. people. Absolutely. Yeah. And make contacts. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've met a lot of great people, you know, so. Yeah, I think your following is up over 41,000 now. Yeah, it's crazy. It blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It blows my mind that that many people even care what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, but like I said, you've got some you've got some great images and that obviously attracts people and yeah. then being an early adopter. Yeah. That helps. That's a big part of it. You say your ignorance. I didn't start until last December. Oh, really? <laughs> and that was because Mike and Mark made me. <laughs> they twisted your arm, huh? <laughs> yeah. So now, are you full-time photographer, full-time professional? No, no, I'm not. Um, I don't even call myself a professional. I just, uh, I got into this for the love of it, the love of wildlife, you know. And uh, I have a full-time job, my corporate job. I'm a manager for a corporation. And, uh, they, you know, it gives me, I've been with them for a long time, so I get a fair amount of vacation. And, sure. you know, that allows me to come out here and chase my passion, you know, get some long weekends in. And, uh, you know, I've got a very understanding wife. <laughs> And kids that enjoy doing the same things that I do. So, you know, yeah, it works well. Great. Yeah. So where's the interest in wildlife come from? Uh, you know, I was telling somebody else on a on a comment the other day. It was funny. Uh, my dad, you know, hauled me around the elk woods when I was a kid, three years old probably, um, and um, hunting. And, uh, you know, my passion just grew from there. Um, started out hunting and being out. Uh, chasing wildlife with my weapons and uh, would see all these amazing things you know mainly sunrises sunsets you know just cool things like that and then it just started you know thinking I wanted to capture some of that stuff and share with people and you know that went from you can imagine you know the cheap point shoot to that's not doing it to a little bit better a little bit nicer and then getting a DSLR and well that's still not working you know I gotta I gotta take some time and learn how to do this you know and then that that started the real process of (laughs) Okay, I know I've got good equipment now. Now I've got to learn how to do some stuff here. So, so when you started to when you started to kind of have those kind of thoughts, was there anybody in particular that you trained with, or did you kind of are you self taught? Um, for the most part, I was self taught. Um, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have some guys that you know kind of took me under their wing along the way and you know showed me the ropes and taught me some things. There's no question. Um, uh, but yeah, for the most part. Uh, just reading books, watching YouTube videos. I did take a class at um, one of the local local camera shops. Mm-hmm. That was probably the best sixty bucks I ever spent. It was an hour long class, and it was the you know it taught me how to shoot in manual. And um, I never looked back. You know, after I learned how to do that and understood the the three legged you know concept with the lighting and aperture and shutter speed and all that stuff. You know, it was like okay, now I just I've got I've got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that was the best money I ever spent and. Uh, other than that, just a lot of digging in and research and talking to guys and getting to know people like you and, you know, I bring up a question and have people, you know, give me pointers and, you know, all that good stuff. So So how long ago was that? That's probably been s- probably seven years ago now. That's not bad. Seven years. Yeah, about seven years Made ago. Made good progress. When I've when really started getting serious about it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'd say I really got serious, like made it a – a business, if you will, a side business, um, probably two and a half, three years ago, where so, I got a website. So you are a professional. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, whatever. I don't know how you define a professional. But yeah. <laughs> so is that, so if you look at your images, you de- you definitely have that, you can take a good image. You just know what a good image is. 
was that two or th- two or three years ago is when you were finally started hitting that mark where you're like, you know, that'll do it. You know, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, so it's I look back at my images and there's some of my old images I've actually taken off my Instagram and I've you know some of the stuff back in the day I used to think oh that's a that's a good image. I look back and go what yeah I heard that yeah. So, <laughs> what? just in case we need to paint a picture of where we're at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there is a possibility that we may put the microphones down and uh, and start doing something different. So we are in a closed or vacant anyway campground in Colorado and right now we're we're outside so you may hear a little bit of wind noise and we have just heard the second bugle uh, elk bugle in one of Mike's old favorite spots so yeah we, hmm. we may find an elk here so bear with us we might interrupt this broadcast to <laughs> we shoot interrupt, some elk we <laughs> interrupt this broadcast and bring you images from <laughs> But finish that train of thought because I think yeah. it's really interesting for – I had the same experience where, okay. you know, you first start taking pictures like, oh, that is so cool. Yeah. yeah. And then you either show it to somebody that really knows what cool is yeah. or time passes and you get something that's better and you're like, oh, that wasn't so cool. Now this is cool. But yeah. then you supersede that. And then so – You just a, nail on the head. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's how I feel like I've – I've progressed, and um, I I know that you know two years from now I'll probably look it back at some of the images I took this year and go, that wasn't very good, you know. <laughs> this is good, you know, and I I hope that never ends. You know what I mean? That's that's honestly how I feel. I just think that, you know, that's part of the excitement and the fun of this whole thing in my mind is just that challenge of always trying to get that that shot, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you think you've got that shot, you don't. Just trust me. Right. <laughs> you <And> know. <laughs> you know, looking through your gallery. And full disclosure, we didn't just happen upon each other on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, knew, we knew we were going to be here uh, at the same time. But looking through your gallery after having that discussion, some of the old images to, to what you're putting up now, you can see that obviously now you've gotten to the point where, you know, some of the older stuff that you have, great, attack sharp, good behavior. And now you're starting to move into that playing with light. So it's not, it's not just getting the image anymore. Now yeah. it's it's adding the drama with with the light in camera yeah that's a really good point actually i've i've learned to you know it's it's funny i've known this the whole time right it's all about the light but i've learned to it's really all about the light you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. not just about t- there's there's a lot of times this year even that i just didn't even snap the shutter just because it just wasn't right you know the light wasn't there i knew i'd look at the image and throw it away you know and so i'm progressing that way you know i'm not saying i'm <laughs> there's still a lot of images i throw away don't get me wrong but you know i just mm-hmm. i'm learning and i think i'm trying to be more selective as i go to um for a couple reasons you know i get more memory on my cards i can fill with good images and i don't have to spend as much time discarding crap after the after the shoot you know what i mean so <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah yeah i hope i'm learning i hope i'm, I'm doing more of that you know that to me, that light is just, you know, and it's fun to play with it. Like you said, it's fun right. to side lighting, back lighting, you know, you know, poor lighting, you know, and trying to make that work for you. Coming in and out of shadows and just, you know, stuff like that. I really focused on that a lot, you know, with the super dark background. Switch your you metering, know, yeah, spot exactly. meter instead of yep, yep. matrix. And Playing yeah. with all that stuff, yeah. But which I actually shoot most of the time in spot. I actually I just, find myself doing that yeah. more and more unless you know it's just a really even light in the scene but there's one bull uh that you posted recently uh-huh. and I, I think your comment was you know he's a famous bull by now there's a lot of people that have taken images of him sure but you have to work to get something different and that's that's where that 
playing with light and using those unique techniques can help um, yeah. yeah definitely yeah even the you know the guy standing next to you might have got the same shot same posture but yeah yeah that's true and that we talk a lot about that as you know buddies that shoot together you know it's it's amazing to us how you can be standing right next to each other and pretty much it's the same image you know yeah uh, you know in camera but you know whether it's editing style or how you how you composed or whatever it's crazy how different it can look mm -hmm. you know so yeah back to what we were talking about earlier right mike <laughs> It's it's you know you it, it is competitive but it doesn't have to be you can still have fun and shoot with your oh buddies, yeah absolutely so. <laughs> there's a lot of great people out here absolutely absolutely that's what this podcast is all about right so what do you use for uh, post processing then because you just mentioned you know two people can be side by side you shoot the same picture in pretty much the same light on the same settings and yep but you can have one just be way better than the other. Yeah. And a lot of that's in the post-processing. Sure. So do you have a favorite go-to or do you use multiple things or what do you do? Yeah, I do mainly Lightroom. Um, I do most of my stuff in Lightroom. I Most of my images end up in Photoshop too just for some minor touch-ups and stuff. But nothing major. I, I am pretty, I don't want to say I'm a purist because I don't, you know, like if there's a branch across something that, I, you know, that, that just looks out of place or something distracting, I will, I'm, the, I'm just going to admit it, I'll remove it. I don't care. You know, I want the image to look good. But, you know, so I'm not that purist, but, you know, I try to keep it what I saw, you know, for the mm -hmm. most part. Um, even when it comes to lighting and that, I may, it might be a little bit more dramatic than it actually was or something. But I try to stay true to that, you know, to that. And, and I found that Lightroom does the majority of that for me. Um, Photoshop's a great tool for those uh, more difficult tasks. Um, and then there's a few, like, presets that I, I like to try to use, and I've found some favorites that I like. And... You know, I've I've thought about getting some more presets just to play with them, and I've thought about making my own presets. You know, mm -hmm. there's you know there's totally that availability to everybody that uses Lightroom or Photoshop. You know, man, you can, you can your start own your own YouTube channel. And yeah, you right. Can sell your presets, and <laughs> there, then you, you can go. retire with a big old fat income. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <that's funny. laughs> so, what is it about elk? What is it about elk that mm -hmm. just gets you going? You know, it's just it's the bugling, it's the the posturing it's the behaviors it's just everything it's the fall it's the colors it's the crisp cold air usually it, this this year was kind of a wacky year for that right it was pretty warm but uh it's all of that man it's just there's just nothing better and i i really do i feel bad for people that haven't had the opportunity to witness a bull bugling at point blank range you know it's just it just does something to you you know yeah. I just <laughs> haven't quite lived until right how do you serious. explain it because you know i have to actually have a recording on my phone if you're talking to somebody that's never heard it or even and then it's one thing to hear it but it's another thing to see it when it's actually happening right yes. yeah and and i'll say i'll say mike feel it yeah right i mean seriously you mean like the hair on the back of your neck standing yeah. up yeah. yeah you know and you can just you, know, you get a fired up bull that's at point blank range and he bugles and you can literally feel that power you know and you can just feel the emotion that's coming from him you know and it's just I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you could not be excited about that, you know. I just, <laughs> mm -hmm. to me, that's why uh, elk is probably my fave. You know, I just, if I had to choose one animal to shoot, that would probably be that. And that's the reason. It's just all that together, you know. But, yeah, I, it's hard to beat. September is my favorite time of the year. There's no doubt. It no needs doubt. to last for six months. I, amen. <laughs> I I think it should be 11 months, if you ask me. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you wouldn't get any processing done. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I do got to stay home a little bit more and do some more of that. So <laughs> so let's go back to your, like, the beginning. Because I think there's a lot of people that, well, you see it, right? You see a lot of people out there just pointing cameras and shooting and stuff. Mm -hmm. I would say seven years is a pretty fast track, right? Mm okay. From 
to get to where you're at right now. So you've really done awesome at it. Thank you. What is, what do you think, you said you took some classes, but what, is it just that drive that you have that just made you want to just, I got to get it better. I got to make it better. I got to do this. (laughs) What advice do you have for people that are just starting that really need to, or really want to get to that point, but then there's just, you know, there's a million little things that get in your way. Absolutely. I mean, life gets in the way, right? I mean, let's be honest, but, um, that's a good question. I, I think it's just because it's a passion and I'm a little bit of a, of a perfectionist. When I get my mind on something, I, I want to, you know, when I go after something, I want to be the best. I want to be the best I can be. I don't want to be the best. I want to be the best I can be, you know? So yeah, I think that's, what's driven me is just to, you know, get out there and just to do better and to get better and to constantly be improving. And if I ever feel like I'm getting into a rut, you know, I'll actually ask, you know, I'll ask guys, you know, Hey, what do you, you know, what are you seeing in my images or what do you, you know, give me some advice, you know, what, you know, what could I change, you know, just give me something to kind of, you know, get the thought process going. And then, you know, I'll take that and run with it and try some different things. You know, I try to mix up my editing style. I try I mean, I think we all kind of have our style, mm-hmm. you know, a style. Um, and it kind of comes through in our images, but I try to mix that up a little bit. I try to try new things, um, mix in some different presets, mix in some different tones and, you know, just try some different things that way and see if I like something, see if it sticks. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just really, if you're passionate about it, it's something you're going to put the time in. And one thing I learned pretty quick and I really was frustrated about this at first. And now I'm grateful that it wasn't this way, but I really thought there had to be a shortcut. I really thought there had to be some magic button like i said in my mind i was just all i needed to do was get a good camera and a good lens and i should be banking good images i mean what the heck how could it be any more harder than that you know and i learned pretty quick it was humbling (laughs) that no there is a lot to learn with photography and guess what just when you think you know it you still got a lot more to learn you know so i remember when i was really first starting to get serious about it i had a guy that he had come out and a friend of mine had guided him and uh put us in touch with each other and this guy kind of started mentoring me Mm -hmm. For about four years, actually, so oh, wow. it, was, it was a significant amount of time. And yeah. I remember he was he was very kind in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then after he told me something for you know two or three months, and I was still having the same result, mm-hmm. he's like, "Lad, what are you thinking?" He always <laughs> called me lad, <laughs> and it, and then I remember the first time I sent him a just tack sharp image, yeah, and he was just Ecstatic. over the top excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got it. You're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And then it was, you know, we talked once or twice a week. Yeah. And then after that, it was once or twice a month. Yeah. And then he just, you know, there's nothing more I can do. Yeah. Yeah. So, Which is cool, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. The but then you got to pass that on. And yeah. experience. And, yep. you know, that's, I would say, I would just add that, right? It's like, I think you can have people get you to a certain point technically. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, understanding what a camera does and how to, to, you know, do those things. But I really believe that even you can take classes about lighting. You can read a book about lighting. You can do all that. And I've done some of that, right? Mm-hmm. Not like an actual class, but reading books and watching videos and stuff. But I still am learning about lighting. I am still learning oh, yeah. about, oh, wow, wait a minute. I just learned some on accident. I took that image and look mm-hmm. at how that, look what that did. Wow, that's cool. I'm going to be paying attention to that next time. You know what I mean? So, yep. and that's that's constant for me. You know, so there's always yeah. somebody out there that can make you better. And well, and that's the other thing I'll add is that early on, um, there was a group of us, um, Dale Evans, who you you mm-hmm. know you guys know who he is, and another guy, Richard Horst. We kind of started this little group, and what we would do is uh, uh, the other thing I'd say, I guess, to be to preface this is you know don't don't surround yourself with yes people. 
Mm-hmm. Don't surround yourself with guys that are just constantly patting you on the back, say, hey, great image, great image, great image, great image. You know, put put yourself into a position where you can, A, take it and, you know, hear it and receive it. And, and then, B, be, be with people that yeah. will be honest with you and tell you, you know what, that's pretty cool, but, or, you know, did you think about this or whatever? Because that's how you're going to get better. You know what I mean? I honestly think that was a, that was a pretty big part of of um, my progression and mm-hmm. we still do that you know we still have a group of buddies that you know we'll shoot an image to someone and say hey what do you think headed about west didn't he yeah he did uh, ultimately yeah he ended up going up to seattle area and then he ended up i'm not sure exactly where he landed but he's out west somewhere or in the midwest yeah oh really yeah i think so midwest but um but yeah yeah so dale and i and some of the other guys we still throw images back and forth and say mm-hmm. what do you think of this edit you know and and we try to be honest you know if we like it great you like it but if there's something we think that we like. You know, and the other thing is, the other, hey, just because I give you some advice, yeah, it doesn't mean you have to take it. It's yours. Yeah. It's your image. Take it for what it's worth. You know, you're not going to hurt my feelings if you don't modify your image. I'm just throwing out to you some, some food for thought, you know. So yep. that that was pretty big. I think that was kind of a critical element of helping me progress. So, so that's, that's good. So you got to have set that low bar image. So you got to get that image that is technically good and kind of sets that bar for yourself. Yeah. And then have a mentor. Yes, absolutely. Probably is the two most absolutely. most important. Things. Yeah, that's a really good way to say it. Yep. Now get yourself there technically, which you can do a lot of different ways. And then it is pretty critical. And there's you know there's a lot of guys that keep that stuff tight. You know, like we talked earlier. Well, in the old days it was vest, worse. You know, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. With film and stuff, but the other thing too, I think digital opens it up because you know we would all be out shooting film, but. You couldn't show anybody the back of your camera to say, oh, check this out. What do you think? Yeah. You know, you just didn't. And then when you were all done with the shoot, you probably didn't see that person until the next weekend or the next elk season or whatever sure. it was. Sure, And then it's all old news, so then you never talk about it. So I think yeah. digital helps a lot with that, too. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. no better time to be a photographer than now. Absolutely. I think it's just awesome yeah. to be able to have that instant feedback and fix it. And yep, yep. Well, I'm blown away, too, about how many guys now have, have good equipment, you know, have the big lenses, and they're spending the money on it, you know. I mean, ab- I mean, the prices have come down. It's more accessible, all that stuff. But still, you know, a, a 500 F4 is still $10,000 lens, right. you know. It's not cheap, you know, so, but which is awesome. I think it's amazing that all these guys are getting into it, you know, so. <laughs> you, you said that you're kind of drawn to elk. Is there a particular part of the U.S. that you're more drawn to than others? Nothing, you don't have to be specific, but. No, I mean, I would say just, you know, Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, um, that's a big area. I know I get it. But, you know, there's a lot of good elk in all those areas, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's all about getting out and, you know, going and doing some research, going and digging and and going out and take your camera and, you know, in September and go find some elk, you know. There's there's no shortage of elk around. (laughs) Right. Especially in Colorado. Exactly. So, you know, and and it's tough to find good spots to shoot. I mean, I'm not going to lie, right? It's tough to find... A, a giant bull to go shoot or whatever but you know what if you're just learning don't worry about how big it is you know go find your raghorn and play with him they do behaviors yep. they do the same things they play with the same lighting all that same stuff right you know don't get hung up on trying to be have the biggest the biggest critters or you know whatever go out and just shoot right i mean mm-hmm. that's to me it's just i've i've burned i've <laughs> 
I've had two camera bodies in the seven years I've been shooting, which isn't much, I know, for especially for, for somebody that's professional shoots every day. But for a guy that's a hobbyist that shoots on the weekends and stuff, and I've burned up, you know, a couple shutters. So that's a, that's a lot of images, man, you know. And you guys get it. but yeah. So, yeah, it's just, you We know. were just talking about that this morning, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just bought a new camera because one of mine hit 300,000. Oh, wow. You know, actuations. And it hasn't died, but it's going to, you yeah. know, at some point. So I got to. Yeah, that's a Nikon, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just right, kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, and I think that's it. I've never been that guy that goes after the big stuff. Of course, you're always drawn to the big stuff because that's it's just cool. I yeah, don't know. Sure. It's something about human nature where you just always want to look at the biggest, most magnificent creature. Yep. But a lot of times, I'll I just assume if I could. Here's the situation: if you've got a great big animal, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it could be an elephant, it could be an elk, it could be whatever. Mm-hmm. But you have another one over here. And the the big one has 17 photographers around it. <clears throat> and the one over here has nobody. Mm-hmm. I can tell you 100, 100 times out of 100, I'm going to go do the other one just because I don't want to have – I just don't want to compete with all those other photographers. Yeah. Plus, you want to just have your own thing, right? And sure. You, you don't – I can remember some situations where you'd go out and shoot. We're all shooting the same thing. It literally was who's going to get back the first <laughs> fastest and get it up and get, get it, it out up there because yep. that'll sell, <laughs> yep. you know, yeah. for sure. And uh, I funny. just try to stay away from those situations. So yeah. I think shooting the little stuff and yeah. I'm, it's not even the little stuff. No, not it's the just little, just the average different, stuff. Yeah. Just different stuff, different stuff is, yep. and try to make it your own. Yep. That being said, it is kind of cool when you're with a group of people, not like 17, but if yeah. there's really three or four of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I find myself a lot of times I'll be listening to people and they take their pictures. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, hmm, Ron just shot that picture. What did he see? And I'm not I'm not shooting it, but I'm listening to other people. And and then I might see something that he was actually seeing and actually had the foresight to take the picture. And I'm like, huh, I just missed that. <laughs> but chalk yeah. it up in the old memory banks because next time I'll, I'll use that. So there is something to be benefited from groups. Yeah, for sure. For but sure. there needs to be that alone time where you can... You know, and and your own subject to kind of do some stuff, which yeah. is kind of fun. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, I like I like different stuff. I like variety too. You know what I mean? And I I mean I know guys that that's all they want is the big stuff, and that's fine. You know, that's their thing, and that's what they specialize in, and so they're known for, it, and that's great. You know what I mean? But you know, if you're especially if you're just learning, man, just like I said, just go shoot. I just I can't. Yeah, you can't you're I not going to learn any better way than getting out and shooting and looking at your images exactly. and learning from it. Right. The thing that I would add to that is don't don't limit yourself to wildlife because you can apply <laughs> the same principles to any type of photography. Yes. You know, weddings might not be your thing. Senior <laughs> portraits might not be your thing. But, you know, there might be pets. You know, you can apply the same principles to pets and actually, you know, go to a dog park yeah. at some time. And you learn to shoot, you know, moving subjects. And yep. Well, and a little secret, you can make pretty good money doing pet photography. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, <Man>. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I was – actually, that's a great point. That's probably something that helped me along, too, is my kids have all played lacrosse. And my, mm-hmm. my youngest boy sitting here next to me, Hunter, he uh, he's a lacrosse player, too. So all through high school, my oldest boy, my daughter, and now him, you know, I've I've shot their lacrosse games. And that that's awesome. I mean, yeah. you talk about fast pace. You're, you same exact principle. Balancing all the, you know, the variables and trying to get light right. and get You know, it's the same exact thing. Exactly. Predicting reactions. And exactly. Be, trying to yeah. predict it and be there at the right moment and all that stuff. Yeah. So that was, that was, I didn't even think about that. But that was probably another thing that really helped me, you know, because I was, again, taking a lot of images 
it wasn't mm-hmm. wildlife, but I was still taking a lot of images, you know. So yeah. See, and I think it's worked flip the flip side for me because I started. I just did a wildlife, right? Because that's what I loved, and I just wanted to do it. But there's no do-overs, right? Yeah. It's you get what you get. Yeah. And if you miss it, you miss it. It's yeah. not happening. It's not like you can tell that model, hey, could you just do that again? <laughs> <laughs> so now when I'm going out and doing this corporate stuff that I do for some of my clients, and mm-hmm. I do shoot a lot of sports, yeah. and a lot of it is catalog stuff, but the style nowadays isn't the models doing the setup thing. It's like they'll say, Action we'll play. do a shot where they have they play a game. Oh. So they'll bring in all the models so we have all the releases and stuff, but we'll play a game for, you know, maybe it's only half court or maybe it's only half the field but they actually have two teams. Oh, wow. And I have to get the shots. It's not like I can tell them, hey, stop. Yeah, Let's yeah. just do that again. So I think wildlife actually tuned me up for that because I'm so keyed in on, okay, I got this isn't happening again, so you better nail it. And you yeah. better figure out what's cool about it right now <laughs> yeah. and then start and capturing that. that. Yep, yep. That's a really good point. So I think it's worked for me the flip way where, you know, you can get better by going and doing that sports stuff. But I actually got good doing wildlife and then i wanted to go or i ended mm-hmm. up doing, doing the sports stuff, sports stuff. Yeah. And, and that helped you your wildlife i think it helped, helped a ton you. yeah that makes sense yeah so yeah that wildlife stuff i mean that's my passion for sure and the, but the sports is fun it really is i mean is. even if yeah, you just i mean it might be a little creepy if you're if you don't have a kid playing and you're showing up at some lacrosse field and you know just randomly taking shots you know what i mean but <laughs> but, yeah, I'm but just, i mean i would say do it you but know? I think you could you could go to there's a lot of intramural leagues where there's older kids or yeah. it's uh, you know even twenty somethings that are out yep. just club doing teams their, yeah. college mm-hmm. teams exactly. Weber State has a club team my oldest boy you know plays for them so you know take my camera and go shoot them you know yeah yep it is it's awesome practice yeah it's for doing this because with wildlife it doesn't happen twice no it doesn't it's funny this morning we were shooting we were on we him and I were playing with his bull and some cows and. <laughs> I kept. I was. We were just talking to him about that. He was videoing and stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, I just want this cow, man. She's perfect. She's got the aspens behind her, and I just if she would just look up, it got good depth, everything. It's lights good, man. It'd be a great shot. You know, I we could not get her to look at us to, you know, it was just you know. But like you said, it's just she. She's the model. It's not listening. You know, it's right. just yeah. It never happens. What she's gonna so, do? You know, just <laughs> you know. But that's part of the fun of it too, right? Because when it comes together. You know, that's that's when you're like, oh, yes, it finally came together. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> well, I always tell people it's like panning for gold. You know, it's and then it becomes addicting because you get you find one little nugget yep. or you get one awesome picture, then you're like, oh, I want to go get the next one. <laughs> it's very addicting. It's I mean, so addicting. You know, I tell my wife, there's no doubt I am addicted. There's no question. I will not even try to pretend like I'm not. You know what I mean? And I, I even tell her I got to go get my fix. You know, I just... <laughs> But, you know, it could be a lot of worse things. Got to go to group. Yeah, right. I got to go to group <laughs> group this weekend, honey. I'll be back on Sunday night. <laughs> That's so, funny. So um, seven years is a lot of time. You've photographed a lot of stuff. What's your, what's your favorite shot? What is that one shot where you look back and you're like that? You know, and you probably have several. And I think photographers, yeah. you build these group, you, this portfolio of iconic images over your career, sure, right? Sure, sure. So just starting out, you probably have those two or three or four or five, just like, that's my image. That's What is that for you? So for me, I would say, actually, I didn't think, when you first asked that question, I was like, oh, crap, how am I going to answer this? But I actually just had one pop in my head, and I, and I, I, can, uh, I can explain why. It's, uh, it's, it's on my Instagram page. It's probably one of the first images that's on there. 
and it's of it was at January, and I was out there with Mr. Bill Allard, and we were shooting on the island in January. And the reason I remember it all, it was so cold. I mean, it was <laughs> wind was blowing hard, and it was cold. I mean, it was like you know, hurt your fingers cold. And I got out, and there's these bull bison right down by the, the lake and stuff, and it was just a beautiful morning. The sun was just starting to hit them. And I started shooting these these bison, and I'm freezing, and I'm you know blowing on my fingers, and I'm you know trying to do, and just I can remember it because this magpie came in and landed on the back of this bison, and I was like, oh that's cool, and so I shot, and then it, I, I was like, he's probably gonna fly away, so all of a sudden the bison got bugged by the the magpie and turned his head and flipped his head at it, and I just got lucky, and just caught that perfect timing where the bull had his head all the way back and his eyeball was looking back at the magpie and the magpie was just coming off the bison you know and it was sharp and it was you know now technically going back and looking at it i was bummed because i i cut his feet off and you know there's some things that i just if i wish i'd have known better at the time right mm -hmm. but still as one of my favorite images and it just kind of is one that i think that people especially early adopters i guess or people that followed me from the beginning is one that they kind of like think it rings you know with a lot of those people but yeah, that one, it, it, you know, it's and it's funny, right? We're talking about this, and I can remember, I'm, I'm like, I can remember how cold it was. <laughs> <laughs> when I look at that image, I can remember everything about that day and that morning and who I was with and what was going on. And you know, not every image is like that, but those ones that are iconic, like you said, to you for whatever reason, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's like having a trophy on the wall. You know, it really is. When I look at those images, I remember everything about it. So yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> you know, that's the tough part for a still photographer to be able to tell that story in one one thousandth of a second yes you know with mike doing the video it's a it's a probably a better storytelling platform because you you can actually see what all's going on yeah you know yeah. you can see that breath you can see that but if you didn't get the breath right when you snap the image you know obviously that's not there yep but for you yep and you know that's something that you can relay as much of that as you can in your image but yeah Nobody really knows exactly what the emotion was. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to tell a story with a picture. That's part of the fun, right? Yeah, exactly. It really yep. is. And, I'm, you know, I've tried to be thinking more that way about, hey, I'm out here to take images, but I'm not just clicking. I'm trying to tell a story, you know. Mm -hmm. That's another thing I guess I tell people is the more you can think that way, the better your images are going to be, I think, you know. And you have to learn. You're still going to learn. You're still going to, you know, not get good images here and there and whatever. But I think the more you try to tell a story with your picture – and, and it's funny. It's hard to explain to people what does that mean, you know. But then you see the image, and you're like, oh, that image tells a story, you know. And yeah. it's just like you just – it's hard to explain. You just got to get out and shoot and figure it out. <laughs> what is that image for you, Ron? I mean, I'm sure we've talked about it in the past yeah, podcast. Yeah, I'm curious. But what is that? Well, I think for me it was one – I, w I was with my dad. So my dad passed away in 2013, and but he was – you know, when I was first getting started, he was always my biggest fan. He always wanted to go out with me. So we would go up and, and photograph sheep in uh, in the North Fork mm. up in northern northwest Wyoming. And I was I was by myself initially. Then another photographer, uh, Jim Yule from Worland, Wyoming, Hello, showed up. Yeah. yeah, Jim's a great guy. Good guy, yeah. Um, but Jim was right behind me. But Jim had his 800 mounted up. And I had uh, 150 to 500. I was it was a Sigma 150 to 500 that I was shooting then. And this Ram, unfortunately, it wasn't the bigger Ram like we just talked about, you know. But this younger Ram 
started getting aggressive with this U and you know a lot of times the U's will just take off and if the ram can keep up then they'll stop and let them breed so we didn't know if that's what we were seeing or if if he was just giving her chase but he chased her up kind of through this this little cut and uh, you got the the U kicking up snow with her her front feet the ram's coming right behind her nose down you know mm-hmm. everything was same or in the in the right focal plane so that was my favorite image and probably because it was with my dad as well but um because i've taken technically better pictures um and probably some that are more popular with others but that'll always be my favorite i think yeah see that's what we were talking about earlier right it's a lot of times it's not the most popular picture or it's not the one that you're selling the most or it's not the one that people buy for their walls but it means the most to you yeah exactly and it could be how hard it was to get the picture or who you were with or the feelings that you had how cold it was i mean there's all (laughs) those things that's what makes it so cool i think that's what makes this photography stuff so cool and it's for you now you, you're oh. not getting out of this. <laughs> I don't even know. So if I had to say, you know, if someone says, let me see a picture, what do I show them? I guess that, that would be the one to do, right? I guess it's, I think we've talked about it before. It's that grizzly bear with a mm. caribou head in its mouth. Oh, yeah. 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 That's pretty epic. Oh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you talking about? <laughs> and that's just because it's so different. It's just, yeah. you don't see that every day. Yeah. So we've covered elk, obviously. Mm-hmm. What's that one species that is you? That one thing that you would just want to go do? Is it, you that know, I haven't done just that you for haven't just done. for you, like Africa yeah. or mm-hmm. Australia or right here in the good old USA, and yeah. you want to do blackfooted ferrets? I mean, what's that one thing that you're like? Oh, I can't wait to do that someday. <laughs> um, right now, I think that for me is probably. You know, it's probably it's probably the grizzly bears, the Alaskan grizzlies. You know, I just I've never had that opportunity. I just something about that, just that raw energy and their power that they have, and the ability they have to like literally eat you, and you get to be you know point blank range and taking photographs. You know, that's I don't know. There's something about all that to me that's pretty. <laughs> might be a death sentence but it's you know it's <laughs> well you're the not not the top of the food chain yeah exactly yeah. right i mean and you get to get out there and photograph that you know i don't know I, to me right now that's probably the the number one desire on my list you know so i got a lot do, of bucket list critters but now you say grizzly bear do you mean grizzly bear or do you mean brown bear brown bear yeah and i think it, it's, it's a great point you're it's right. an exact i mean they're all they're all i know what you mean they're yeah. all brown bears technically yeah but Inland, inside the the state, yep, they're technically grizzly Grizzlies. bears. Yep, yep. But on the coastal areas, they're brown bears. Correct. But they're all brown bears. Yep. And it basically comes down to their diet, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's where they live, but that's yeah, they live there because of their diet, right? So yeah. So you're after the brown bears. The brown bears, yeah, the, the big, big, ones. big ones. Yeah, and I want they a are big, I want a big old you know boar boar. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, just you know, don't even. The, the the moms with the babes is great. I love that too, but I want a big old boar. So yeah. <laughs> so this year was yeah. your first trip to Alaska? It was well, not my first trip to Alaska. Oh, for, for my first for trip photography. for photography and and in the interior. First trip to oh, the interior. Nice. I've been up there fishing a couple times, but you know, just on the coast. But, so what was that like? What when you go up there with the camera? I mean, obviously you have probably these these huge expectations. Like you're yeah. going to Alaska. You got camera in hand. Mm-hmm. I know there's this out there. There's this out there. I'm gonna get everything. <laughs> 
What? Let how me, did it end up? Let me up? tell you a little bit how I prepared for that trip. And it'll give you an idea. <laughs> I I bought extra memory cards. I I you know I bought extra batteries. I you know I was just ready to just you know I was gonna fill every card I owned and um, I ended up coming home. I think I had uh, one and a half cards of stuff and a lot of that was you know of you know the same critters you know so yeah so love hate relationship i i had a blast it's amazing that place is beautiful man i get the draw i get why people mm-hmm. want to go to alaska and spend time there and i also get why people that live there don't want to live there you know what i mean at the same time because when we were there we were there for 10 days and i think it rained for seven of the 10 days which is not unusual for up there right um, and, and probably three of those days, it really rained. I mean, it wasn't just drizzly. It was coming down. I just heard that bull bugle. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> going to town over here. <laughs> Sorry. Is he coming close? Yeah. It sounds like he is kind of moving closer. He's not so. that far away. You know what the the real bummer is? <laughs> I just looked at my battery on my camera, and there's only like one bar left. Oh, man. So you're gonna, if that bull shows up, you're going to see a track meet. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you're going to see me disappear uh, and funny. reappear. <laughs> Uh, but so, you shoot, and you shoot cannon though, right? I know. Yeah, I don't so, know. I mean, we could switch batteries. But <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I'll have to go get the video camera again. <laughs> no, what was I saying? I'm so oh, you were so talking Alaska, about Alaska. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it just it's a beautiful place, and it did you know sunshine for us a couple times. We did get to see Denali, the mountain. You know, the last night we were there, we got a light show for the Northern Lights. It was unreal. Did you, you know, shoot it? Ne- no. My uh, Dale did. He got some shots. I was just in awe. I was just I like sitting his, there by yeah. the campfire, just like staring at this guy, going, "Wow!" All right. Did you cry? Almost. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. I I've it heard that. Very, seeing it up there. Yeah. Because seeing it in Wyoming, basically you see a green haze, and that's all you can distinguish. Sure. Um, but I, I don't know how many people we talked to, that were you know up in central Alaska, not necessarily same area, but just people that we talked to about the Northern Lights, and they. Yeah. That's that's the reaction. Yeah, because it's just a. It's amazing. It really, yeah. Have you you've seen them? Oh yeah, you up there you've seen them, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and we. <laughs> so we saw them, and we were just spent. Yeah. So we went to bed because they were supposed to be stronger the next day. Next night we're prepared. We have time. Night before I'm gonna fly back home, mm-hmm. and the stinking fog rolls oh, in. Oh man. So. Yeah. That's right. We were driving back home, huh? Yeah, we yep, we were coming And I home. looked out the truck window and I was like, "Oh, there's the Northern Light." Yeah. Oh man. But we were so wiped out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, I get that too. Yeah. But I think you do get I mean, it's there's just something about them that's cool, right? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, just I, amazing. It's a, I want to go back. You know what I mean? I didn't think I was going to want to go back after I left. And I was kind of like, "Man, I don't know, but I'd do it differently." You know, mm-hmm. I learned. Um, but yeah, I I I think I'll go back at some point. So that's something to touch on too, right? Yeah. Because you set all these expectations, especially when you go somewhere that you haven't been. Mm-hmm. And you can't ever gauge it all on that one set of expectations because it may or may not happen, but it's going to happen. You just got to have persistence and you just got to keep going back and you just got to, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, and then I think the big thing too, is you learn, Yeah. you know, every little thing is a learning, just like learning how to take better pictures. It's yeah, I went here, but. I see the potential. It didn't happen this time, sure. but that potential's there. So you got to go back. Yeah, yeah. and you know it. the potential's there. I mean, right. you, you just spend a couple of days there, and you can see the potential. You know, right. so yeah, it's it's an amazing place, and I'll I'll go back. And it's so big. I mean, right? Yeah. You you just hit a fraction of it, really. If you, oh, absolutely. I've just hit a fraction of it, and I've been there for a long, you know, yeah. going <laughs> a long time. And there's just so many. And, and I think one of the bad things about it is you can 
fall into a rut where you just keep going to the same place because you have so much fun there. So yes. you go over and over and over to the <laughs> same spot. But then you think, oh, man, maybe I should go check out the walruses or maybe I should go check out polar bears. Polar or maybe bears, I yeah. should go do puffins or muskox. Yeah. And, you know, and all that stuff is doable, but it's you got to get out of your comfort zone again. Yep. You yep. got to start doing all kinds of research. You got to figure out where you're going to go, what you're going to do. Yep, exactly. So... <laughs> I, I think it's limitless. Yeah, and that was fun. That was part of the fun of the trip, though. I mean, you know, it was to all that stuff, you know, talking to guys and what to expect. And, you know, we, we, we knew going in, you know, but still it's funny. Just like you, your own personal expectations. I still bought extra cards. I still bought extra, you know. But, yeah, I just, you know, they were they were pretty much spot on, everything that everybody told us. You know, it wasn't like they nobody misled us or anything. But you just got to go for yourself. and You just got to learn, you know. You just got to experience it and yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go back someday. But mm-hmm. I, there's other places I want to see. I, you know, I want to go do bears. You know, I want to go. I'd love to go do polar bears. You know, you mentioned that. I'd love to go do caribou or uh, muskox and that. You know, up in the, um, the north slope. The north slope and that. Yeah, and that'd be awesome too. So you know, there's there's so much to do and so much to see. You know, that's just, I don't want to limit myself to just you know, like you said, just doing one spot all the time. So right, yeah. that's been my problem. Is I always fall into that cat that oh uh, that was great last year i'm gonna go do it again this yeah. year and then you just, and you still get good stuff and you still have a great time yeah but if you're having that great a time there then you're probably gonna have <laughs> just as great a time over here you just need to start doing the research and figure it out yeah yeah <laughs> good point so the species was brown bear yeah and but polar bears oh that's on the list too that's on the radar yeah I, I, there's just something about bears man i I love doing black bears. I do black bears and grizzly bears in you know Yellowstone Teton area mm-hmm. every year. I try to go get some of that, and you know, I do okay, but just just you know it's it's kind of tough. And I I really want to get boars, you know, and, and you can get boars, but they're few and far between. You know, you get it. You know, it's just so yeah. I I really would love to go up there and do either polar bears and and or you know brown bears would be awesome if you could do a. And you can't do a combo trip, but you know, <laughs> if you could make a trip like a couple weeks and go up and do brown bears for a week and go hit polar bears for a week or something, you know, something like that. But that'd be that'd be a pretty amazing trip, I think. But you know, and the, anything up there, the Arctic foxes. I'd love mm. to get ptarmigan that are white. I mean, there's a few folks I follow on Instagram that just amazing, amazing photography of you know just the white stuff in the snow, white on white, white on yeah. white. I, there's something just cool about that, you know. And those folks that have got that exposure figured out and they've got it nailed, you know, it was amazing images, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And we've got two opportunities in our country. Yeah. I mean, it's either swans flying over the snow yep. or ermine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or I guess snowshoe hares if you get lucky, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can do ptarmigan here. That's true, Glacier. Yeah. Well, and, no, they're in Colorado. Colorado. Oh, Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if you ever want to do I know where to go. Oh, okay. That'd In be Colorado. Cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. It's a little bit. Of, it's yeah. a haul. You yeah. know, it's on snowshoes and it's... Hey, you just, sometimes you got to earn it. But yeah, you do, <laughs> you do got to earn it. That's yeah, fun. exactly. That's what's good about it. <laughs> so have you found yourself, Jason, now, you know, you talked about kind of how you learned. Have you found yourself coming full circle and now you've got those people that are asking you? I mean, you have quite a following, so... Yeah, I've had a few people reach out to me and ask, you know, I get a lot of guys that DM me and ask me questions, you know, um, mm-hmm. like, what am I using? And it's the same questions I asked other guys, you know. Mm-hmm. So I really try to, you know, reciprocate. I had people that were willing to answer me and help me out. And if somebody's willing to take the time to send me a message, I really try to 
to respond and try to be sincere. You know, I'm not, I don't like just, you know, I'm just not the guy that's going to blow you off or, mm-hmm. you know, and I might be opening myself up for a whole bunch of more DMs or something by doing this. But I, I mean, it, it is, it's how you learn, you know, and it's okay to have some help from people, you know, and I had a few guys that were willing to help me. So I'm, you know, absolutely people reached out to me and I'm, I'm willing to help them out as much as I can. You know, a lot of guys like to go out and shoot and, you know, it's hard. That's what's hard is that's how you really yeah. learn, I think, is be out shooting with guys and you can be talking about things. And, you know, it was we used to play a game, right, a little bit. It'd be like, what are your settings, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, well, I'm right, you know, I'm here. Why are you doing that? Yeah, yeah, you know, and and just, you know, you learn from that, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, why are you thinking that way? Why are you doing that? Why is your aperture there? Why is, you know, why is your shutter so slow? You know, whatever, you know, just. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, uh, you know, to get out and shoot with guys is, is more difficult. And I get guys that, you know, want to go out and shoot, and I have a hard time lining up with that just because my time is, you know, valuable to me. And, and it's not that it's I don't want to go shoot with them. It's just I have to pick and choose when I'm going to be out shooting anyways. Right. And, you know, I have to be real cautious about because I'm trying to balance, you know, family time and yep. work and, and this, you know, and that, that makes it tough. But yeah. That's a lot. It's hard. But but I also try to reciprocate as much as I can. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how much I'm teaching anybody. But you know, it's oh, I bet you're it's, teaching. We're always learning. It's fun yeah. to it's fun to have the conversations, and you know, to, you bet. Yeah, I don't think you ever stop learning. No, I mean, I mean, I've been doing it for 20 years, and I still will. I'll ask Ron something, or I'll ask Mark something, or anybody. Sure, sure. And whether I'm doing it right or wrong, or they're doing it right or wrong, it makes you think. Yep. You know, and then you're like. You know, and generally I'm, I'm thinking, well, that's a great idea. Why haven't I thought of that? Yeah. And or then what is he thinking? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why was he doing that? <laughs> well, I hope those turn out for you. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. But yeah, I hope we never stop learning, right? To me, that's part of the fun. If I ever stop learning or ever stop thinking this is a challenge, then I probably am going to put the camera down. But if I ever get there, then I'm, I'm definitely not the guy I ever wanted to be because... I know, I I know for a fact you could shoot your entire life and not learn everything. There's Absolutely, there. you know what I mean. So or shoot everything there is, especially yeah, shooting exactly. wildlife, because yeah. as much as you think you know yep. about an animal, they're always going to do something different. Oh, <laughs> amen to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I love all wildlife too. That's the other thing I was I'll say. So real quick, and maybe I'm stepping in. No, where you're it fine. Shouldn't be, but. You know, shoot, you know, you love elk, whatever. I love elk. They're my favorite. I love mule deer. I love sheep. I shoot them as much as I can. But I also shoot birds. Mm -hmm. I also shoot, you know, ermine if I can. You know, I love, they're awesome critters, you know. I'll shoot blue, mountain bluebirds, grouse, uh, you know, hawks, raptors, and, you know. Yeah, I got to say that. Kestrels. I don't, whatever, you know. Just, just get out and shoot, right? (laughs) I don't want to. Didn't want to cut you off there, but one of the first images that kind of drew me to your page, I'm a grouse guy, so I shoot, you know, several different species of grouse. I just enjoy getting out in the spring. Yeah. Uh But you had a sequence of two male sage grouse fighting. Oh, yeah. That was from this spring. Yeah. Yeah. And then then there was one that got bloodied up, and you got that one in flight, bloodied up, and that... I was like, "Ooh, that is awesome!" <laughs> that was pretty cool, man. I would love to have was, taken that shot. I was pumped about that image, right? Just oh, because yeah. it all came together. And then when he flew, you know, because you know how it is—you sit on a lek and you can just wait and wait yep. and wait and wait, and they're not doing anything and they're not flying, and it's like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, and mm-hmm. <laughs> finally they all decide to leave, and they usually all decide to leave pretty much at the same right. time. So yeah, for that to work out and to have him, you know, give me that side view with the light hitting him and that bloody chest—that was pretty cool. That was fun, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a phenomenal image, and that it does it. It tells a part of the story that most people don't ever get to see, yeah. especially with sage grouse, because you think, 
just like you said, you, they're doing the same thing over and over and over again, and you've yep. gotten it. You know, you've gotten it in good light. You've gotten it in bad light. You've gotten <laughs> I've got them strutting every which way you can think of, man. How many more do I need to take, you know? Yeah. But to get something like that, that does tell the part of that story because, yeah, sharp tails are they're more well-known for being fighters. Prairie chickens, more well-known for being fighters. Yeah. Sage grouse, not as often. Yep, yep. And that one, yeah. Hmm. Thank that you, That was an awesome shot. Yeah, it was cool. And that's a great point of a, a great reminder of why you still go out, even though you think you've right. got all the grouse shots you could ever have, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something fun to get out and do in the spring. And you never know, you know? Yep. That's what's so cool about wildlife is just you just never know what you're going to have. Mm-hmm. And there's times I've gone out there and gotten the blind at 2 in the morning and sat there and froze my butt off and sun comes up and the grouse are gone before you can even get any good shooting and you just yep. kick the thing and put the blind up and go home and go that well, was crap there's an eight hour tour for nothing you know? <laughs> that was pretty much our spring <laughs> <laughs> uh, it happens for sure but yeah i laugh about that because that happens a lot it does it happens <laughs> a lot more than people think yeah more often than the other way well right? especially when they're looking at an instagram feed or something and they see all these shots and they're like oh man you just must just nail it every time you're out there yeah. but uh, no no uh that's one of 10,000, right. you know, or whatever. Right. <laughs> I don't think Mark was there. These guys came up for, what, four days? Four or five days, yeah. And Mark never clicked a shutter on a sage grouse. Are you serious? Wow. We just weren't able to get close enough or yeah. it was cold or the birds were, they were doing gone. what they are doing. They have a raptor. Or oh, yeah. Well, that's the worst, right? You get the eagle that flies over and just says, you thought you guys were going to have a shoot today? Yeah. <laughs> Think again. Not yep. so much. <laughs> well, I guess the other thing that that all speaks to is, yeah, I mean, elk are cool and they're fun, but the mm-hmm. best time to film them is in the summer and fall, right? So yep. you don't necessarily want to film them in the spring when they're all ratty looking. So yep. you've got to find another species. But guess what? Birds are are prime in the spring yeah. so it's fun to go out and shoot because it's something completely different yep and you get all that color and you get the mating or you get the nesting or you get the yep whatever it is yep. and it just keeps your skills sharp uh, yeah that's a good point yep. but it also is just we enjoy we were out here because of the wildlife yes and we don't discriminate against any i mean it's all cool mm-hmm. i'll shoot a ant if i find <laughs> the right situation i mean yeah if, if it's doing make something it cool, cool yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> So, well, it's been a good conversation. Yeah, appreciate you guys taking the time. Hunter, I appreciate you Yeah, letting us do this. <laughs> My youngest boy, Hunter Loftus, yep, he's a, he's a pretty good kid to be come out here with his old man and yeah. you know, run but around But you said he was doing video, right? Uh, he's Yeah, he's, that's his gig is he's going to do the video stuff. And I don't know how much he's really into it yet or not, but I'm hoping that he really takes to it, you know, because it'd be what, fun to be have a you know tag team to go out and do photos yeah. and video oh, together. Yeah, you know, that's what my son, son time, started you know. getting into too, and and you know it's a it's a generational thing. A lot of it is. Yeah. You, yeah, it's yeah. a lot more impact or. He's already to, like, you got some video, Dad, from this spring. You know, I'm gonna go home and I'm just gonna I'm gonna edit it for you. I'm like, cool. that <laughs> <laughs> Tear it up, dude. <laughs> Please learn all that. Do it. I'd be happy to have you take the videos and edit it up. You yeah, know, so. that'd be awesome. Get yeah. good at it, and then Mike will put you to work. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find a spot for you. <laughs> cool. Well, I think we should go shoot some elk. Yeah, let's do it. Sounds like we probably better go take a look anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got the option of moose too, right? Always. Or a hawk. <laughs> or a bluebird. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I did I that hawk and squirrel this morning. <laughs> rough-legged hawk kicked our butt. Is that what it was? A rough-legged? Yeah, I think it was because I saw I saw him again. He had the V in his chest. So 
I think there's a bunch in there. It must be a little family or something. Yeah, there's quite a few. I saw four. Well, I saw four or five birds of prey. I can't tell you if they were all the same, but yeah. they were all doing the same thing, sitting on the little branches. But some yeah. were quite a ways out there. So. Sitting on the little branches, waiting for you to almost get your camera set up and then taking off. Yeah. Dang it, right before he flew, which is the shot I wanted. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right, well, let's wrap this up, and then uh, we appreciate your time. Oh, That's no, awesome. this yeah, has been thank great. Thank you very I appreciate much. What, a, what better way to you know kill some time in the middle of the day, so appreciate it, guys. Thanks to Michael, Ron, and special guest Jason Loftus for taking time out from filming the elk rut in the wilds of Colorado to share their insights and experiences as wildlife photographers. Stay tuned for next week's podcast as it will pick up where this one left off and we'll hear about Michael and Ron's adventures on this trip. And there are some good ones. Until then, you've been listening to Wild and Exposed Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.